Let's turn to our Bibles in the book of Acts 13. And we appreciate the musicians, Brother Solomon, and the rest of them. Acts 13, verse 48, you, I will read, then you read after me. And when the Gentiles heard this, you may read after me. They were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. I always say our responsibility is not to make people believe. Our responsibility is to make the word available. And those that are ordained to eternal life, they shall believe. I believe this evening you believe because you were foreordained to eternal life. That's why in God's economy, it's a done deal. No matter what happens, you are not going to be defeated. God, this evening, when he looks at you, he looks at you in your perfect state. And don't listen to the devil. Listen to the book of Job 38 from verse 1 until verse 7. You'll read after me. Then the Lord answered to Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkens the counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you. And you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. On what, on what way its base is sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together. And all the sons of God shouted for joy. And I want to say they are still shouting for joy this evening. Oh, we appreciate the Lord. Shall we bow our heads? Our most gracious heavenly Father. You knew about this meeting before the foundation of the world. You knew exactly who would be sitting where. You know, dear God, you have known about their needs. May you meet them at the point of need this evening. I'm standing behind the holy desk. Oh God, let it not be my personality. Let it not be my thoughts. Let it not be my intelligence. May it be the operation of the Holy Spirit. May your people hear you speak to them as you address their needs. Those that are sick, dear God, heal them. Those that are here, dear God, and having a burden for their loved ones who are still out there, may you answer their prayers. Oh God, we know that we are in the rapture season. Anytime it's a home-going time. That's why this evening we came here not to look at one another, but this is for a great preparation. We want to look into the mirror of the weight. Help us, dear God, as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you as you take your seats. I feel comfortable to preach here because I believe this is a message church. And I hope that you do not mind. I like whenever I speak to say, the prophet said. I'm in appreciate the prophet in the end time. We really appreciate that God sent the prophet in the end time. And the predestinated seat will never be shaken by winds of doctrines. Because they believed in this message from the foundation of the world. Oh, we appreciate the Lord. This evening, I want to take a couple of minutes and speak on God's thoughts in flesh form. That's what I want to look at this evening. 
and I was wondering and thinking how humanity has always battled with the following questions. Where do I come from? When you go around, people wonder, what is my place of origin? And the next thing, people would ask and say, why am I here? And what shall be my end? So that means people would want to know what is their origin. They would want to know what is their purpose of being here. They would want to know what is their destiny. Now, philosophers have tried to answer these questions, but they have failed. Education has tried to answer these questions and has failed. But the message of the hour, in the end time, has answered these questions. This evening, I rejoice because I know where I come from. And I rejoice because I know why I'm here. And I rejoice because I know where I'm going. If you don't know where you come from, you will not know why you are here. And if you don't know where you come from, you will not know where you are going. But this evening, the bride comes from the mind of God. And she is returning back to God. The prophet of God says, uh, always predestination looks back at foreknowledge. And predestination looks forward to destiny. And I hope by the time the meetings are done, you will find your position in the word. The prophet in the message, who is this Melchizedek? The paragraph is 116. He says, show plainly, the predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. Hallelujah. Do you get it? The, the predestinated ones are the only ones that are considered in redemption. Maybe let me take it further here. You know, God can heal everyone, but God cannot redeem everyone. Okay, I will qualify my statement because it will keep you on the edge of your seat. He can only redeem the redeemable. Because the way to redeem it means to bring you back. That means if you were not there, you cannot be brought back there. But if you were there, you're going to be brought back there because that's your place of origin. Do you get what we mean here? Now, the prophet carries on and says, did you get it? Let me say that again because he wants to emphasize. The predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. People might be making like thinking they are, but the real redemption is those that are predestinated. Because the very way to redeem means to bring back. To redeem anything is bring it back to its original place. Hallelujah. So even this evening, I want to tell you, you've got the original place. And your original place is not just a place in the church. Your original place is not a place in a group. Your original place is somewhere in Christ. And by God's grace, we're going to help you to find your place in Christ. I don't know how many have realized the devil fights a lot. And the devil would want to make us to feel that we are less of message believers. Sometimes he uses our background. Sometimes he uses things that we have gone through and says, look what you've gone through. Look at your family. And some of us, we come from broken background. He shows you a broken background. But I want to tell you, grace disregarded that. Are you hearing me? Grace overlooked a lot of things because when God looks at you, he doesn't see a broken background. But when God looks at you, he sees his thought. You were once in his mind and now you are expressed in the season that you came. And whenever God looks at you, he says, that's my perfect thought. And I want to say God's thoughts will never be defeated. Uh, I want the devil to hear me saying that. I don't care what you are going through. I don't care what your battles may be, but God's thoughts shall never be defeated. There is not even a single demon that will defeat God's thoughts. And this evening I'm here to announce you are God's thought made flesh. You're not just a bunch of flesh and bones, but within you there is a divine part of God. 
Yes, this part may belong to the Andes, but within you, there is a part that does not belong to the Andes. It comes from the Almighty God, and it is returning back to the Almighty God. We look like, you may look like Americans, but you are not an American. You were there before America. Hallelujah. Let me take it further. You were there even before the devil was there. You were there even before the demons were there. You are as eternal as God is eternal. Because you were in the mind of God. Hallelujah. But because of spiritual amnesia, you forgot where you came from. But the message of the hour is here to remind you that you're not just an American, but you come from the almighty God. Thank be to God for the message of the hour. Now, the prophet says in the message, the greatest battle ever fought, paragraph 68. He says, when this great battle started on earth, there had to be a mutual meeting place. There had to be a place selected for the battle to begin and for the battle to rage. And that battlegrounds began in the human mind. This evening, your mind is a battleground. Hallelujah. As I'm preaching right now, the devil is whispering into your ear. And as well as God is whispering into your ear. This evening as I'm preaching here, demons are here. The angels are here. Heaven is here. Hell is here. But you say amen to identify on whose side you are on. Are you still with me here? So when the minister is preaching the word and you say amen, it's not to pat the minister on the back. But it's to say, minister and devil, hear me. I know on whose side I am. I'm on the side of Michael. Hallelujah. And Michael was never defeated. Now the prophet said the battlegrounds begin in the human mind. This is where the battle starts. The human mind was chosen for the place of the battle where it was beginning. That is because the decisions are made from the mind, from the head. Are you still with me? But remember somebody came to the prophet and said, there are two dogs fighting in my mind, in my head, the black one and the white one. And said, which one is going to win? It says, the one that you feed. Hallelujah. And this evening you came to the house of the Lord because you are very intentional of what you want to feed. Hallelujah. It carries on. It says decisions are made in the mind, the head. This is where Satan meets you. And the decisions are because God made a man that way. Can you imagine the number of decisions that you make on daily basis? It's quite a lot of them. So you need the Holy Ghost to guide you and say, this is the right decision, this is the wrong decision. That's why you will never be able to please God until he gives you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And folks, maybe let me stop here for a while. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is not just jumping up and down. You can jump and the devil can jump higher than you. You can shout and the devil can shout louder than you. But what defeats Satan today is when the message that came through the prophet messenger becomes, takes a human flesh. Are you still with me? Brother Andy has worked with the spoken word for a number of years. And I was thinking that this evening, those spoken words are no longer just in a booklet. But those spoken words have become, have taken a human flesh. Let me tell you, in the beginning was the way. The word was with God, and the word was God. But it takes it further, and the word became flesh. So that means the message must become flesh. We're not here just to preach the sermon. We're not just here to listen to the tale. But those tales must take a human flesh. Hallelujah. Christ is the mystery of God revealed. It must take a human flesh. The invisible union of the bride, it must take a human flesh. Are you still with me? Greater than Solomon is here. It must take a human flesh. 
Are you sitting with me? All those messages must take a human flesh. But whose flesh in the end time? It has to be your flesh. It has to be my flesh. And when the weight takes, flesh, takes a, 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 weight for, a, a flesh form, the devil becomes defeated. Oh, I hope you are with me. The prophet says in the message, Believers, thou this. Paragraph 5, 7. It says that's just the way it happens. When you get to the Holy Ghost, the first thing the devil comes right along for temptations. When you claim you are healing, why should the devil come right along to back her up and say it's wrong? That's the time to stand because you don't testify of what you see or feel. You testify what you believe. Are you still with me? Disregard five senses and activate the sixth sense. Because faith can see further than your sight. Are you still with me? When the doctor comes and says you are sick, you say I'm healed. The symptoms get severe, but you say, I'm healed. Are you still with? You start glorifying God, but yet the body is still sick. And that's how we operate. You say, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. And the devil whispers, say, I'm healed. I'm healed. Demons are scared. You say, I'm healed. In no time, your body will come under the subjection of your own confession. This evening, I want to say, if you've got a lost child, say, he's saved. It doesn't matter what they go through. Keep on saying, he's saved. She is saved. The devil say, what are you saying? You say, she is saved. In no time, they are going to come under the subjection of your own confession. And this evening, I want to say, we are victorious. I don't care what you're going through. We are victorious. I don't care what you're feeling. We are victorious. I don't care what you say. We are victorious. We're going to keep on confessing it. But by the time the meetings are done, we are going to be victorious. Can somebody say amen? And the prophet comes in the message, the prayer line. Verse 53, he says, there was a woman standing before me. She was a mother. Do you hate, hate nervousness? He said, it's a mental nervousness. You're always upset. The devil has tried to tell you that you crossed the separating line. Many things. And that old devil is still doing it even this evening. He's whispering into the ears of others and saying, you have crossed the line. Let me tell you, you have not crossed the line. God, who's rich in mercy, can still forgive your darkest sin. Are you still with me? In your state of hopelessness, there is hope this evening. In your state of helplessness, there is help this evening. There is a way that God has provided. Only you can say, God help me. Are you still with me? Now let's come to this one of our origin. The prophet says in the message, Palmer Wem, Locust and Kenka Wem, and Caterpillar, it says paragraph 179. He says, there was a time before the foundation of the world, I was eternal. Now, this is very profound. William Branham realizes I did not just, I didn't come in 1909. But before the foundation of the world, I was eternal. Are you still with me? He does not define himself based on what is happening in time. He realizes I'm an eternal creature that is trapped in time. And in, in no time, I'll return back to eternity. Are you hearing me? Now, if William Branham said there was a time when I was eternal, you can too say I was a, there was a time when I was eternal. But now I'm in time, but when this earthly tabernacle is dissolved, I'm returning back to my original state. Because my original state, I'm an eternal being. Praise be to God. There was one time before the foundation of the world, I was eternal. When God thought of me, I was thought of before the foundation of the world. And my name was put in the Lamb's book of life. And so was yours. Before there was even one grain of sand. Let me pause here for a while. It was put by God in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. I want to say something. Even God himself can never take your name out of the Lamb's book of life. I will repeat. Even God himself, he can never take your name out of, God, out of the Lamb's book of life. Your name can never be blotted out. 
Hallelujah. It can never be taken out by any man. Because it was not put by a man. Even if you displease people and they hate you, they will never take your name out of the Lamb's book of life. Because it was never put by a church. It was never put by a group. It was never put by a human effort. But it was put by the Almighty God before the foundation of the world. And it said, that's my man. That's my woman. Hallelujah. And God knew you were going to make mistakes. But despite that, grace said, that's my man. That's my woman. And you are marked before the foundation of the world that you will become a message believer. I say you were marked before the foundation of the world that you will become a message believer. And when you were born, the devil wanted to prevent you. Hallelujah. But despite that, here you are. And you being a message believer, it's a victory. Hallelujah. The devil tried to stop you. Demons tried to stop you. Circumstances tried to stop you. But here you are. Maybe you must better turn around and say to the table, look what, where I've come, look what I've gone through, but here I'm still standing. Come on church this evening. You know there were times where you could have given up. You know there was a time when you were discouraged. You know there was a time when you had no way out. But today you are still here. Why are you here? It's because within you there is a gene of God. Within you there is a DNA of God. And God can never give up. And that means you will never give up. God can never quit. That means you will never quit. God can never disbelieve the weight. You will never disbelieve the weight. That means God is eternal. You are eternal. Hallelujah. God is a victor. You are a victor. You speak like God. You walk like God. Because you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You know, Brother Tim Andes doesn't need to say, I am Brother John's son. You just see how he walks and how he looks. Even if he could be upset with Brother John, he will still speak like him. It's not a choice. It's the genes in him. Are you still with me? He can never disown the Andes because he was born into the Andes. He did not join them. Those that joined the message will leave the message. But those that were born into the message will never leave the message of the hour. I'm speaking tonight. Some people are in the message church, but some people have become the message. I hope we are together. He says, how many know that God put your name in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world? Then in God's thinking, you were born right then into his kingdom. When? Not when we came to the message church. Before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. You believed. Are you still with me? You didn't just become a Christian. The message is not here to make people to be the children of God. But the message is here to remove the amnesia. Because you are always a son of God. You are always a daughter of God. But because of amnesia, you forgot who you were. But the message is taking you to familiar places. And it is in the familiar places where you begin to realize, I'm not just ordinary. I come from the mind of God. Are you still with me? The prophet of God says, one day they come, a body through a holy wedlock. My father and mother. And the side, me and here I come, William Brenham, represented in a body of flesh. He's not a body of flesh. He is represented in the body of flesh. You are not a body of flesh. You are represented in the body of flesh. Don't put so much value on this fella. This fella will dissolve. But within this fella, there is an eternal being. I say, even tonight, you didn't want to come to church. This fella doesn't want to come into the presence of the Lord. But within this fella, there is another being that has got an appetite for the weight. 
And that being can only feed on the way. I cannot feed you psychology because psychology is not your origin. I cannot give intellectual speech because intellectualization is not your origin. But in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And your genesis, your origin is the word. He says, now you know me as William Brenham. Amen. God knowed me as William Brenham, a thought in his mind and expression. Some people know you here, but some people know you before you came here. Are you with me? Your family only knows you based on what you are here. But we, the family of God, knows you before you came into the body of flesh. Are you still with me? That's why I always say, we can never impose William Brenham as a prophet on the people. Because what is happening, for you to believe that he was the prophet of God, you must have believed in his ministry in the mind of God. Are you with me? God says to Jeremiah, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I ordained thee to be a prophet. Prophets are not the prophets at birth. They were foreordained to be prophets. But prophets don't stand on their own because a star never exists in isolation. A star is a part of constellation. Now, William Branham was a star in the end time, and I'm looking at the stars this evening that are part of the constellation around the main star of the age. Are you still with me? Now, Brother Branham comes in the message, the Easter seal, paragraph 126. He says, although they only, know, they only was his attributes to begin with, but if God said, in this day, back in the beginning... John Doe will be my servant. Millions of years ago. Do you see who says you will become a servant? Millions of years ago. John Doe will be my servant. And it says now, John Doe is born in sin. Shaped in iniquity. Come to the world speaking lies. Because he is mortal. Are you still with me? But before he was mortal, he was immortal. In flesh, he is mortal. But in the spirit, he is immortal. In flesh is time bound, but in spirit, he is eternal. Are you, are you getting me? Now, now you get a sense, you are a dual being. One part of you can die, but another part of you can never die. One part of you was born, another part of you was never born. Now, what confuses the devil is when you switch between the two. There are times when you are a sick person like anybody else. But there are times when you make a confession. And that confession does not originate from the flesh. But now it originates from the eternal being. This one will be defeated. But that one will never be defeated. This one will have challenges. But that one on the inside will never ever succumb to the devil. And I'd much better be tempted to say that one on the inside is invincible. He will go through trials but he will never quit. He will go through challenges, but he will worship God. And worship is an eternal activity. Hallelujah. You were a worshiper from eternity. And here you are in time, you are still worshiping God. Folks, we want to worship God even when things are not going right. Our worship is not circumstantial. Even when there is no money in the bank, we worship God. 
Even when we are sick, we worship God. Even when we are rejected, we worship God. No matter what we go through, we worship God. Because worship is our DNA. And your worship must never be stopped by anything that is happening in time. That's why when Job got sick and become mumbling, God comes to him and says, Job, where were you? What was God trying to do? He was trying to remind Job of his origin. That you were there before a body of flesh. He wanted Job to be elevated above the circumstance. And this evening I want to ask you, whatever you're going through, where were you before the foundation of the world? And what Job couldn't answer tonight, we can answer. When the sons of God shouted, when the morning stars sang, I was there. And I am still shouting today. I am still worshiping today. And the devil will never stop my worship. I said the devil will never stop my worship. Cancer will never stop my worship. Diabetes will never stop my worship. Worship is my journey. Worship is who I am. Worship is a matter of genes. You know, Jesus tells the Samaritan woman and says, The hour cometh and now is that the true worshippers shall worship the Father. Yeah. He doesn't say God, he says the Father. Because worship is a matter of relationship. Yeah. He's a God of everyone, but he's not the Father of everyone. Yeah. Do you get that one? Yeah. And the prophet comes. He says, John Doe will be my seven millions of years ago. Now, John Doe is born in sin, shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies. Because he is mortal. But maybe he gets a little religious feeling. And he will go and join a church. Maybe he will join a Pentecostal church. Don't know. He might join anything. But let him get under the atmosphere of God once. John Doe is bound to recognize who his father is. Just as the eagle recognized who the mother was. You remember the eaglet story? Now, the cry of the mother eagle didn't make the eaglet to be an eagle. The eaglet was always an eagle. It may not know what it was, but within itself there was a nature of an eagle. I see until the mother eagle remembered, I've got a son or a daughter somewhere. And she flew across the mountains. And she flew across the valleys. And came across the chicken vineyard. And the eaglet began to recognize that this is a certain sound. And said, how can I come up there? And the mother eagle said, you've got two wings. Flip your wings. And this evening there was a time when you were trapped in a denomination. But God sent the prophet in the end time. And he went across the nations. And he found where you were. And you heard the message of the hour. And it was a certain sound. Yeah. And he said, how can I come up there? And the prophet said, flip your wings. Yeah. What were the wings? The New Testament and the Old Testament. Yeah. Are you still, when you began to flip them, you took off. Yeah. And you left the chicken banyard. And you are not returning back there because you are not a chicken. Because once an eagle, always an eagle. I am preaching to eagles this evening. And the eagle must fly at a certain altitude. You know, Brother John, I'm told that eagles don't even mate on the ground. They select their partners at a certain altitude. That's why when a brother wants to get married, the first thing that he must do, come up here. You need to fly at a certain altitude. Then you know at this altitude, only sisters fly at this level. If you marry at a lower altitude, you'll marry a wrong creature. Yeah, yeah. Are you with me? That's why this evening I say, come up here. Increase your altitude. Yeah. Even worship, we don't just go to any church. We check at an altitude. Yeah. That if I want to find a place of worship, I need it at this altitude. Yeah. Even these ministers, they must fly at a certain altitude. Because eagles do things according to the altitude. And this evening I want to say, come up here and reach a certain altitude. And things will begin to happen. Yeah. Are you with me? 
the prophet says in the expo exposition of the seven church ages. He says, these who are of the royal seat are the elect of God. Are the predestinated, foreknown of God, and were in the mind of God and his thoughts. In very plain language, the true bride of Christ was in the mind of God eternally. Though not expressed until each came forth in the designated decreed season, as each member came forth, it became expressed and took its place in the body. Thus, this bride is the literal spoken word seat bride. Are you with me? This bride is not, is not a product of man-made systems. This bride is not a product of men's ideas. This bride is a literal spoken word. And she can only thrive on the spoken word. That's why, folks, no matter what happens, this message will never be denominated. And the, this bride will never be denominated. The devil may have tried it the other times, but not this time. The only time where this message can be denominated is when we are gone. But as long as we are here, we will never become a denomination. And we reject a denomination, and we reject anything that is associated with a denomination. Brother says, though she is feminine in designation, she is also called the body of Christ. Why? Because this bride is himself expressed in a feminine form. Are you still with me? The bride is him expressed. You know, when he went to the cross, you couldn't see us. Because we were in him. He veiled us. Today you can't see him. But he's in us. Because we veiled him. Are you still with me? Now the prophet carries on. He says it is very apparent. That she ought to be called that. For she was predestinated in him. Came from the same source. If the, if the groom is the weight. The bride will be the weight. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's why when Adam saw Eve, he said, this is the bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. What is happening? The same material that made Adam is the same material that made Eve. And the same material that made Christ is the same material that made the bride. That's why we can never deny the weight. Because we are part of the weight. I hope, I hope we are together. We can never reject the weight. Because why? We are part of the weight. I think the mothers in the building, they know. When a mother is pregnant, her diet changes. If she used to eat brown bread, it changes. It's not her choice. And if brothers would know, they would have cravings in the middle of the night, and she just craves for chocolate. And you can't blame her. It's not her craving. It's because within her, there is another body that is craving for chocolate. Are you still with me? Now, you, within you, there is another body. It's craving for an adulterated weight of the living God. It can only be sustained by the weight. That's why the ministers here, they can't preach what is happening among the Pentecostals. They must preach the word of God as it was revealed through the prophet messenger. If they don't do that, the body will reject it. I hope we are together here. The prophet carries on. He says in the message, the handwriting on the wall, paragraph 41. He says, Remember, if God has a work for you to do, all the demons out of torment can't take you. If God has got a work laid out for you, there is no demon that will stop you, there is no obstacle that will stop you, there is no opposition that will stop you. If God has ordained you to do something, even the devil will never take you until God's purpose in your life is fulfilled. How many of you, the devil wanted to send you to premature graves? But here you are still here 
Why are you still here? And it's not because you've got the best specialist. There are specialists that we buried. But you are here because God has ordained you to be here. And as long as God is concerned with the purpose about you, nothing will happen to you. This gives me some goosebumps. They just can't stand it to you in any way. God has got a purpose for the Holy Ghost Church. And all the devils of hell will never be able to take it away. God has got a purpose for it. It will never be destroyed. Minister, if God has got a purpose about this church, the devil will never destroy it. Are you still with me? And it says, it will never be destroyed until God lets it fulfill the purpose that he has ordained it to do. It will. I say, it will. And even you, if God has got a purpose about you, you will never be defeated. You can be admitted into the hospital, but you're going to come out. I think we went to see a sister that had a stage 4 cancer. It couldn't take her until she got healed. You know why? The reason she survived is not because of the best care. It's because God still has a purpose. Are you still with me? Even you, if God still has got a purpose about you, you can be in a car wreck, but you're going to come out. You don't die because the devil kills you. You die because your time is fulfilled. Let's carry on. The prophet in the message what does it take to make a Christian life? He says, paragraph 4-0. says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen. Now, a word is a thought expressed. God had in his mind what to do. But when he expressed it, it had to come into existence. If God thought it, God speaks it, and it must materialize. And if God thought it, and it was a thought, that means it became the weight. That means if it comes into the flesh form, it will return back to the weight. I hope we are together. He says, God had in his mind what to do. But when he expressed it, it had to come into existence. It had to become a reality because it was God's weight expressed. He says, may you take me to record this morning, friend. There's enough power in hell can ever defeat the purpose of God. God will do it anyhow. And in this generation, God said, I shall have a bride. And she will be without spot and wrinkle. And I will say, no matter what the devil does, that bride shall be there. Are you still with me? And he said, in this season, there will be a change of bodies. It doesn't matter how deep the world sinks into sin. There are people that will experience a body change. Why? Because God said it. I hope we are together. He says in the message, I know my Redeemer liveth. Paragraph 21. He says the church was built here for a purpose. I believe this church is here for a purpose. We're not just coming here to see who's best addressed. This church is here for a higher purpose. This church is not here so that they can show you their, their, their articulation skills. This church is here for a purpose. And no matter what you go through on this anniversary meetings, remember what is the purpose for this church. This church exists here so that a sinner from the street can walk in and have a hope that, yes, I can live for God. 
It's not for us to be a better group. No, no, no. This is a station where the hopeless must find hope. This is a station where the helpless must find help. This is a station where the sick must get healed. This is a station where the discouraged must find an encouragement. No matter what you go through, don't forget the purpose of this church. I know in the process, we seem to forget why a church exists. And we think maybe we need to be better than this one. We, no, no, no. Brother Branham says when the Holy Ghost is in the church, the Holy Ghost will create a burden for lost souls. Are you still with me? We need to get out and get them in and tell them there is a better way. And who is going to do that? You're going to do that. You've got to go in the place of work and testify. You've got to tell your neighbor there is a better way. You've got to tell your friend there is a better way. Are you here with me? And this church must defy Satan's purpose. And it must defy the demons. He says this church was built here for a purpose. The foundation was not dark and the cornerstone laid and the blocks laid into the building and the roof and the interior was not, was not put here just to see if it could be done. It was put here by a purpose or for a purpose. He carries on. He says your home that you live in was not just ex accidentally put there. Or somebody just wasting some time. Right. Your home was made for a purpose. Amen. To serve a purpose. Yeah, and if I were you. And I'm a head of a house. I'd say God I dedicated this home to you. Amen. May this be a place where preachers will come out. Amen. May it be a place where people will come out. And see a different family. And they wonder what kind of a family is this. And you can tell them God sent a prophet. Yeah. And God has sent a message. That's why we are different. Are you still with me? Your home is there for a purpose. Let's carry on. God did not make you and I just to see if you could do it. He made us for a purpose. You're not a, you're not a product of experiment. God, when he made you, he had a purpose. I don't care how you feel. You must remember, I'm here for a purpose. Therefore, there is a purpose of us all being here. You're not here just to be another human being. I always, when I read here, I get excited. Yes. And I say, no matter what, you are not going into the rapture without me. Yes. Even if I can become a small toe in the body, but you will never go into the rapture without me. Because that body will be a complete body. I may not look significant, but I'm part of the body of Christ. And this evening, I don't care how you feel. The devil may have made you to feel inferior, but you can never go into the rapture without you. Therefore, there is a purpose of us all being here. You're not here just to be another human being. You're here because the God made you for some purpose. That's why nobody will take your place. Nobody will replace you. Because you are unique. I say you are unique. You're not here just to eat the food that God grew. You're not here just to live in the house that man made. Or to wear the clothing that someone fashioned. You are here for a specific purpose. No matter how little you are. How big you are. How important you are. How unimportant you are. You are here to serve a purpose. And I had much better say, David, we are here to serve a purpose. 
And the devil will never stop us from fulfilling God's purpose. Oh, brother John, how many times did the devil wanted to take you out? But God said, it's not your time. Because he still has a purpose to fulfill. And even this evening I say, you will never go to a premature grave. Because God still has a purpose about your life. Oh, maybe through these meetings, we are much better disempower Satan. Satan is a bluff. Satan is a scarecrow. I saw somewhere where they had put a scarecrow on the field. But one brave bird came over the scarecrow. And all other birds realized that there is nothing there. Maybe during this meeting, there will be a believer that will look at the devil and say he is a scarecrow and will climb onto the devil and put the devil under his feet and it will inspire the whole church that there is nothing to the devil. He carries all. And if, I were, if we were put here for a purpose, then there is nothing can destroy us until God's purpose is fulfilled. I know a sister, she had three heart I think it was three strokes and seven heart attacks. None of them took her until she met the message and believed and was baptized. And a few days after, she went to be with the Lord. Heart attack couldn't take her out. Why? Because God's purpose was still had to be fulfilled. Stroke couldn't take her out because God's purpose, purpose had to be fulfilled. But when it was fulfilled, she went to be with the Lord. And the prophet says, nothing can harm us until that purpose that God has put us here for has been made manifest. And the prophet said, but it gives us consolation to know this, that we do not hold our destiny. God holds our destiny. That's why the scripture says the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. That's why the day you came into the message, it was ordained that you would come at that moment. It's an appointment that you couldn't miss because it was foreordained before the foundation of the world. And the prophet carries on and says, and he has ordained it to be so, and there is nothing will ever interrupt the program of God. We are bound to arrive. I say we are bound to arrive. With mothers, you are bound to arrive, even with your children. I was telling a brother, I say, you know, Brother Brandon, in one message, they're going through the baptismal service. He says, oh God, only if this morning you could bring those two mothers on the banister. And they could see what is happening this morning. He says, these are their two boys. When they were still here, they prayed a prayer that their children would come and serve the Lord. They've gone to be with the Lord and it has been years. But God is answering their prayer now. And I want to say, mom, the grave will never stop your prayers. Father, the grave they will never stop your prayers. You keep on praying. Even the day when you are not here, your prayer will roll on and will go after your children. And in the process of time, it will be answered. Are you not happy to know even our prayers can never be defeated? Our prayers can never be quenched by grave. Even beyond the grave, our prayers are still relevant. We are bound to arrive. And I want to close by saying, we know where we come from. We know why we are here. And we know our destiny. And the message of the hour has made things clearer for us. That's why the devil hates the message of the hour because the message of the hour reveals our true identity. On those note, God bless you. We will carry on.